0: production. Market. The S&P. The ISX stocks. This is Motley Full Money.
1: Welcome to Motley Full Money, the podcast that hasn't this week destroyed a national economy. I'm Scott Phillips, and he is the founder and managing director of Strawman.com. That makes him, of course, Mr. Andrew Page Esquire. How are you, mate? That's quite I love it. Yeah, I'm good, mate.
0: Very good. <clears throat> Still macro. kicking, despite nice. all, the, all the ales of the world uh, clinging on. Oh, <laughs> mate, there's a few. It's, it's macro just, headline just a central, right? <laughs> yeah. I um, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna start with a tangent. I was gonna talk about this, and then I, I thought I would because when you said ales of the world, it reminded me of an exchange we had on Twitter this week, and yes. so I thought I would start with that because you know why not start with a tangent? Uh, by the way. Andrew and I did do a whole lot of research on this, but we do tend to put some agenda items down and then invariably we even sometimes get to them, which is always nice, but hopefully you're enjoying the, well, no otherwise a free-flowing conversation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, the, the, artist, the artist formerly known as a person giving half-reasonable financial advice, has, um, has gone miles off the deep end, just mm-hmm. uh, in general, but specifically he's now predicting for the at least sixth year in a row the biggest collapse ever is coming to the stock market and mm-hmm. I saw it during during it was uh what was it I think it was Wednesday um and I tweeted out Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning and said hey <laughs> um turns out uh he's saying this he said this for a long time and I went back and found at least one reference from 2016 we'd said the same thing uh I didn't go back any further because I just I've got more important and better things to do than that mm. uh but I just I just I couldn't help but comment on it and I do Kiyosaki's book's interesting Rich Dad Poor Dad is really really important for me as an investor and as a business person Mm -hmm. but as someone smarter than me said the first half of the book is brilliant so get to halfway through and then throw the book away because the back mm. half is awful and it is genuinely just sucks. Mm. Um, by the way, it's so true of quite a few books actually. I, yeah. won't, I won't bother blasting a whole lot of people, but um, it's almost like he made the good points in the first half. The second half just went weird. Anyway, he's gone further and further weird. Now he's all about you know. And everyone listens to him because he's Kiyosaki and he's a great author. And the rich dad poor dad idea is still really important, right? It's really useful owning businesses or investing. Those things are are really good lessons. Um, But yeah, for the at least sixth year in a row, he's now predicting the the biggest crisis that eventually he'll be right about almost by definition, because Mm. at some point something will happen that is the biggest, because that's just almost likely, right? Like things are volatile, whether he measures it in points lost, and by the way, never do that, because the higher the market goes, the more points it can lose and still actually have a smaller reduction than if it had been a smaller Mm. market losing a smaller number of points. I don't know, mate. So basically my tweet was, he's doing it again. I referenced your, one of my, your lines that I love, which is even a broken clock is right twice a day.
0: I wish I could claim uh, that originally. I know. No, Such a good line, though.
1: But, yeah. Oh, it's perfect, right? And, and kind of that idea of if you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. The other thing is, these doom and gloomers, right, it's always sensible. We've talked about this before, but it always sounds smart. Maybe I should be worried because. Maybe mm. I should be careful because. What if he's right? Mm. Maybe I should just in case. Mm. And I, I wrote during the week separately to this, actually. It was done before Kiyosaki's tweet but, or article. Um, Morgan, Speaking of taking other people's lines, Morgan Housel, uh, the, the fantastic finance writer, um, wrote that sometimes the biggest risk is not taking enough risk. Mm. And that sounds counterintuitive and it sounds counterproductive. By the way, Morgan only invests in ETFs. So he's not—he's not a kind of you know a, a, an out there growth stock, you know, flying risks at this stuff. He's just a really sensible, basic, normal guy saying, look, I, I, you know, yes, the market can go up and down. Yes, it does it a lot, does it often, but you can be in cash, as you said before, and lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the biggest risk is not taking enough risk, and I think that's probably part of the—it's part of our chic, it's part of our story, it's part of why we do what we do because we think there is real value to be created. I just think I don't know, mate. It, 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 it pains me as i, I I'm, I'm often pained on behalf of other people as you know and um, and when you got someone like kiyosaki saying this stuff someone's listening right someone right now is listening and saying hey time to get out of shares because the biggest crash is coming i just even if he's right that's the thing even if you're right so, I, the vanguard chart we talk about all the time the nasdaq fell 85 percent in 2000 mm. and yet the u.s market over 30 years which starts before that crash still outperforms the australian market handily over the last mm-hmm. 30 years even with that crash in those numbers mm-hmm. i just i just find the i don't even blame him because i actually think he's probably legitimate maybe he's not maybe he's just trying to sell books and articles and speeches and stuff but
0: i just i just find that way of thinking so incredibly counterproductive <clears throat> yeah i mean and so i just checked the aussie markets and not factoring in dividends which is always a bit of a a bit yeah. of a oversight for the Australian market where we have such a big dividend component of our total return. But like, e- even if we want to ignore that, the All Ordinaries was at f- about 5,000 at the start of 2016. And even mm. despite mm. the falls we've had this year, it's uh, 6,700 or something like that. So it's, yeah. it's up yeah. percentage terms, you know, pretty pretty decently. So it's kind of for him to have been right over that period, um, it needs to fall a lot further, which which is yeah. possible, which is possible. Uh, and and then false some so it's kind of it's sort of like it, you you get to a point where being too early is indistinguishable from being wrong <laughs> exactly and yes so yes. there's that and the, the point I made on, on on your tweet was that you've you've mm-hmm. you've got to be right for the right reasons as well um, which I think we all need to keep in, uh, in mind as investors so so he's calling a crash well why what's what's the basis of that it, the market will crash at some point because it just tends yeah. to do that <laughs> right, <laughs> every right, so right. every yes. so yes. often. Yes. But if it crashes for an entirely different reason, well, you're still wrong, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah. I'm i been guilty of that in the past for buying mm-hmm. shares because I like it for X, Y, and Z, and then you know, Lady Luck sh- smiles at you, <laughs> and it gets a takeover yeah. offer, or yep. so yep. it goes up, and it's like, well, that was never part of the thesis. Was I right to buy it? Well, in the sense yeah. that I made money, yeah. yes, but it didn't. Yeah. It it didn't. The <laughs> thesis didn't play out in the way that I thought. So you kind of that's that's luck, and we should we should call it for what it is. Totally. So yep. You Know, um, good on him. The, he's the, the really frustrating thing mm. will be he will be right eventually, <laughs> yeah, and, and you'll tell us how he's right exactly. And 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 the the media will lap it up, you know. Mm. Author of Rich Dad Poor Dad predicts it again, and he'll be he'll be dining out on that for ages. <laughs> <And> <laughs> some 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 wet blanket like you will go, Oh, yeah, but yeah. He's been so <laughs> shut up, Scott. You know, look at it, he just called it. <laughs> and just, just to put oh. the knife in and twist it a little bit further, is you know, whatever, um, whatever uh benefit the book that he's famous for mm. has he, he didn't invent anything yeah. there he's just basically saying no, invest in no, productive business for the long term <laughs> you know, yep. just basically like okay good good one buffett you know we, we we've <laughs> got that he 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 had he he yeah. had um, i guess there is some ability or well, some credit due where you can anyone who can get that really important message across deserves some praise i think so yeah um so you yeah, know okay credit there but you mm. know Let's let's not over. Oh, and like that's
1: this and that's my that's, look. I, I will say this. I mean, but I'm the same, mate. Like I write, I write and invest for a living, and. I've not said anything new in 40 years. I mean, I, I you know, I, I sometimes no, we're all turn we're all on the shoulders work. of giants here, yeah, right, oh, massively, right, and not even mm. even <laughs> I would say we're, we're almost you know we got we got the we got our hands up the back of the giants, or the giants got their hands up the back of us. We're not even <laughs> necessarily inventing anything new. It's just like yeah, what he said, but yeah. in a different way and kind of made modern or current because it's appropriate to help. Um, so yeah, look, I I, as I agree with you. He hasn't done anything particularly new, although. The, the the beauty of the book was that it did open a whole lot of people's eyes to something they wouldn't have maybe otherwise had their eyes opened to and that's mm-hmm. that's worth something so I don't yeah. want to I don't want to bag the guy mercilessly for the sake of it it was a useful book it was an important book it was a seminal book for many people who went light bulb moment okay it's would bit like Scott Payton, and Barefoot Investor right yeah. how much of that is new literally none of it right mm-hmm. save some money don't get too much debt uh, be sensible okay thanks Sherlock uh, you know the Sumerian king might have said that in whatever BC um, but, you know, making it, making it approachable, making it accessible, making it making it cool and interesting. that That's its own skill and that's its own service, I reckon. So, I don't want yeah. to take too much away from him. But, uh, yeah, don't listen to anything he's said past the second half of that book, literally from then until f- now. The rest of it was just, you know, Here's
0: Here's the thing that's a little bit confronting for me is that I, I do share some of his concerns on mm. – because he is talking about – levels of debt in the system and that i I kind of i feel as though it's not it's not crazy to sort of say geez that seems that's a big pile of debt like you know you can just there's there's certain there's (laughs) certain things which are just like (laughs) they're mathematical in nature there's there's not there's a yeah there's a qualitative angle to it all Mm -hmm. but is Mm -hmm. you know there are there are i mean who was it Druckenmiller, one of the the Mm -hmm. you know world's most famous investors saying recently at a conference just sort of like you don't have to. You don't have to be a, a genius to work it out. It's just like with interest rates going to where futures markets are forecasting to go in the near term. It gets to the point mm-hmm. where the interest bill alone becomes greater than the than the military budget of the US or something. Yeah, just, right, exactly. Now you, you might say maybe they won't get there. Mm-hmm. Maybe the market's wrong. All that's true. But but in terms of the straight out mathematics of things, it is. And this is this is what's maybe this is a nice segue to go to to the UK where what is happening around the world is is all largely sort of driven off. Inflation concerns, the resulting interest rate reaction to that, and what that means to people who are holding very, very large amounts of, of debt in the system. There, there is, there is, <laughs> there's something to it all, and, and maybe this is why he gets so much traction because there is, there's something that's almost commonsensical about it all. Um, now, this is I've got to be careful here because I, I, I want to re emphasize what you've been saying is like well you've been saying a lot of this stuff for a long time and even though you might be generally right to sort of cause say that hey there's something that mm-hmm. is a little bit concerned doesn't mean it's imminent right or how it plays out we don't we well don't yeah know. right well it's, i mean the we took the last week before the housing you know the china
1: china property bubble yeah. was supposed to burst in 2013 and and maybe eventually it does yeah. but as you've said
0: earlier being 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 earlier is being distinguished being wrong at yeah. some point yeah so it's I, I think that's that's the difference here because what well, I noticed a few people on on your tweet sort of said that it was like yeah, mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, but he has got a point it's kind of <laughs> there's a difference yeah. between making an observation um and a reasonable one, but then then drawing a long bow to say, and this is exactly how it plays out, and this is the exact yeah. timing of it. But it's like whoa 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 you know th- th- they're, they're two very different things, and I think it's it's important to st- to distinguish between the two of them i think uh, and look i'm <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't quote a reply
1: to my tweet. They give myself a rap because the tweet reply was giving me a rap, but I'll do it anyway because it's useful. Um, just because Robert, who who replied on that on that thread, said something exactly what you said, so he quoted what I said. I, I wrote, but and this is important. Even if he's right on policy, he could be 100% wrong on the investment implications mm-hmm. and or timing. End yep. quote. And Robert said, and Robert's a bear. So Robert says, this is what many of my fellow bears don't seem to accept, but the evidence supports you for what it's worth. So does my personal experiences. Mm. And I think that's, I only say that because it's sometimes more useful to quote someone else rather than just talk about my own thoughts or quote, re-quote myself. Mm. But even though I did <laughs> quote Robert's <laughs> tweet. Mm. Um, but just that idea of you can be you can be right, you can hold those concerns absolutely. Um, I, you know, so I'm going to mention the Vanguard chart for the second time in the first, what, 13 minutes or something. Um, I, I think I don't know if I said on the podcast mate when I, I wrote about the Vanguard index chart I do it every year when it comes out to kind of tell our readers hey check this out and Vanguard very, very nicely after that I did no no advanced knowledge of this for the record sent me a framed copy of, oh. of the index chart I oh mentioned that's that. cool um, it's a nice little A1 I think size it's big like it's really it's very cool anyway very lovely from the people at Vanguard by the way I have no commercial interest in that they're they a not for profit I can't have any commercial interest in it they don't pay for anything I think they might have sponsored this show once in the dim, distant past. I can't remember. Anyway, just just for just for full disclosure, nothing going on. Wow. Um, Give me one. But they Vega. hit me up and just What's said, going hey. On? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'll take one. So they, they hit me up and just said, hey, can we send you something small? Like, well, it needs to be small because we've got a gift policy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so they sent me th- this thing, which obviously has no monetary value, which was very nice of them. Well, for the, for uh, the record, anyway.
0: I don't have a gift policy. Uh, <laughs> and I am open to accepting anything that's Expensive free. whiskey. Uh, that's right. Cars.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> unbelievable uh, the, uh so anyway they Shameless. send me this thing we and, and my i could because I, I feel partly guilty and partly happy about this by the way this is a massive tangent my my wife i, I said oh, i'll put it down in the office and ruth said no no we'll put it up in our in our son's where, where he kind of does his homework because you'll see it will be important to him i'm like well i'd be happy with that but are you sure like in the house like yeah it'll be really good for him like Okay, so like, hey, but back in my mind, I'm like, I feel guilty, but also, hey, this is working. I've actually managed to convert some people. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the story is, my mother-in-law walked out literally this morning, and she said gee, that Vanguard chart really makes your point, doesn't it? I'm like, yes, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I've been saying, uh, which, is, which, is just, which is just funny. Anyway. Um, a picture is so, worth a thousand podcasts. Well, isn't it right? Yeah. And, that's, and that's, you know, back to Robert's point. Well, literally is, right? Yeah, don't, don't listen to the podcast, just look up the chart. Uh, but it's just Robert's point. That was, you know, all, I've said this many times, but all of the crashes and slumps and whatever. So what we talked about the NASDAQ crash in, in 19, uh, 2000. Um, for all of those things. You know, even if you've been, even if you've been, I mean, if, you, if you'd write all, you could have bought, bought and sold to make a fortune, all that kind of stuff. But you, even just investing through those, not doing anything different, mm. that's still the result, right? We see this mm. so many times, and I, I kind of part, of, part of me feels good about repeating myself. The other part of me is like, I'm going to keep doing it until people are saying it themselves. Like this is just,
0: you know, <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep banging on and banging on. Anyway, can is, I just make one um, important caveat on that? Oh, yes, I, sometimes do. I hear people take the wrong lesson away from it. So let's say. I don't know. I go all in on some hyper-leveraged pre-revenue speculative biotechnology company. And we have a bit of a, a route on the market. And I go, well, no, no, no. I'm here for the long term. You know, um, look at the Vanguard chart. It always comes back. It always comes back. You've, you've got to you've got to be careful not to draw the right lesson. That is talking about mm, the market yeah. index. And within that, there's all kinds of companies that that don't last. In fact, on average, I, I forget the exact stat, but... I don't think the average company lasts like twenty years or something on the market. There's, mm. there's a lot mm. of turnover within within all of that, so you've got to be That's careful. True, actually. Good point. You've, you just, I mean, I, I, I just, I, mm. we all, and I'm more guilty than anyone. We all look for to rationalize things when it goes against us, mm. particularly on individual positions. So if you're take, if you're, and and when we do have these these um, difficult economic times and market crashes, a lot of companies never come back. Or if they come back, they're so you know diluted within an inch of their life, as they might as well not not come back in mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you personally. So it's it's important to distinguish that that is talking about the market. So if you're a, a low cost mm-hmm. index mm-hmm. ETF, that's a very useful chart. If you're speculating on on you know, <laughs> mining exploration <laughs> companies, that chart is useless to you. So just just don't yeah, draw the wrong yeah, lesson yeah. from it. Is all Good I'm point.
1: saying. Good point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, tin tin, tin pot mining Proprietary limited is not going to have the same si- same no, shape chart as the uh, no, no, as the no. index. Good. no. I No, mate, I love that point. That's a really important one. Actually, thank you for thank you for doing that. By the way, I'll also add a counterpoint. Your counterpoint, which takes us back somewhere in between, which is a diversified portfolio done reasonably will get you closer to that sort of shape oh, sure. over, over enough period of time. But yep, yep. You're, absolutely, you're absolutely right, mate. You shouldn't... You can't, you can't assume the markets. Uh, the market will save you if you're not investing in the market. Yes. Um, speaking of being saved, I, I was going to say I don't like to rant this early in the podcast. Of course I do. I just don't <laughs> often do it. The UK. My God. Mm. I don't even really care where you sit on the ideological spectrum on this one. Mm. It is just... I'm, I will say economic vandalism. I know that's a loaded term, and those are strong, that's a strong term. I don't see how it's anything but. So for those who aren't following along, uh, the UK government has decided to cut taxes for the rich, uh, high-income earners in particular, uh, in hopes, in their words, if you can believe what they say, to have a, some sort of trickle-down spending that spurs the economy and makes everything okay again. In doing so, I think, I think I'm right in saying they tripled the amount of debt
0: they're going to issue in the month of probably October or September to fund this. Well, they the- did it at the same time that they they had an emergency package to help everyone pay for their their soaring energy prices <laughs> as well. That's right. You know, right. so it's kind and- of you know, and, that, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad idea. I mm-hmm. mean, people mm-hmm. risk it, sort of freezing to death here. But but at the, when your spending goes up through the roof, that's not the time mm-hmm. to cut taxes. Least of all to cut taxes for the people who can most uh, easily sort of weather weather those difficulties they also removed the cap on bankers bonuses um yeah that's important that's necessary that's going to fix the economy it's shameless mate it's absolutely shameless. and, and you know is. what the, the, really the market's is. reaction was that doesn't seem sensible the, the, the pound that is was a remarkable
1: thing right like there's there, there's pro business yep. and there's things the market might like and then the market loser goes well i kind of would have wouldn't have minded a tax cut guys but that's that's kind of you know it, when it, when even the masters of the universe are saying oh that's a bad idea you know yeah. you're getting something when when even the self-interest of, of financial types can be can be overshadowed by actually policies that might wreck a whole economy you know you've gone way too far at the limb surely
0: it's 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 really wild so you know <laughs> this is making Bitcoin look like a safe haven at this point you know the <laughs> the, the pound is down 25. and for the first time I'm going to agree with you I think <laughs> you know the pound is down twenty five percent the Mate, pound. all time Flows
1: against the US dollar. Yeah. Um, yeah, The the bond market is just basically saying, and the foreign exchange market, of course, as well. Mm. This is this this ends badly. Of it it does. is astonishing. It is the, astonishing. The deficit is the forecast
0: pound. to be eight percent of GDP in England, yep. Um, yep. the UK. It it, it it is it is staggering.
1: Um, and by and the so, way, a falling pound actually makes things more expensive for POMs when the things are imported. So it's, yeah. no, no, not only not only it was just stupid policy in, as a starting point, but the impact of that when they're trying to fight inflation. the Bank of England's like, we might put rates up. Inflation is pretty bad. The UK was like, hey, hold my beer. Watch, watch this. Yep. And look, you know, yes, there are lower lower currency is good for exporters. So it's not just a one way street. But the the simple reality: if you're trying to get inflation down, making all of your imports much more expensive. Even think about oil, right? Oil, petrol in US. Think about your energy mm-hmm. point you made before. Mm-hmm. Oil in US dollars. If it's fallen 25% against the US currency, that just made petrol 25% more expensive. All things being equal, there's nothing to do with the petrol price. But you know let's look saying.
0: at the structure of the economy. It's, a, it's a, like, like most developed Western economies, it's, it's a very heavy on services. So all of the yeah. stuff yeah, uh, yeah. is imported. So yeah. your TVs, your phones, your cars—you <laughs> yeah. know. Or, so you know that yeah. that's not going to. There's, there's actually the, the, the. I forget what the major export is of the UK. I think it's financial services. Um, Would be, I think, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, the the city of London is a very big part of of what they sort of export in in, in mm-hmm. uh, And again, that's a service. It's a financial service. Anyway, it's complicated. But but your point <laughs> absolutely stands here, which is. That uh, everything's going to get a lot more expensive. So, uh, still, we're already talking about double-digit mm-hmm. inflation, mm-hmm. and that, and that's that's a stripped-back mean version, which you know um, uh, gets rid of <laughs> or, 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 or nullifies a, a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. It's scary, and on top of that, and on top of that, um, the they've they've gone back to emergency quantitative easing, i.e. I. The Bank of England have said, oh, this is really bad because um, all of these, um, all of these gilts, which are, are long dated uh, UK government bonds, mm-hmm. but here's the irony, right? These, these are, these are meant to be the risk free assets. These are meant to be the safe haven assets. I know. They've all plummeted. Yeah, a lot of these yeah. pension funds are in it. They're, they're in it in a leveraged way. Yeah, and, yeah, and so they're falling, so they're having to sell, which means they fall further, mm-hmm, and so the mm-hmm. and so the this is the bizarre situation in the UK, which is desperately trying to fight inflation, just giving a bunch of money to a whole bunch of people. <laughs> uh, we've had the impacts of the falling <laughs> currency, and now they're printing more money to to buy their own bonds to stave off. It, it, it is it is madness and this is where you get to the mathematical argument of things again you can yeah. put ideology and preferences aside to whatever how you yeah, think it right. should be done it just it gets to a point where it's just kind of like mm. It, mm. It, it, it's a death spiral is exactly yeah. what it is yes. I, I'm starting to agree with Kiyosaki <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've, got to, I've got to say I you know like for, for all of the terrible policies we've seen from various governments of both stripes in Australia and the UK and US and everywhere else, sorry, US everywhere else, the, 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 this UK, it honestly, mate, it it, it beggars belief. Like there's just no sane economist. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've not seen a single person come out and defend this Like from, a, from an economic perspective. I'm sure there are a couple on the far right or a couple on the, you know, I don't I mean right as in, I want to be careful, because I'm, you know, I'm not saying people on the right are bad or the, the right is bad. The far right tend to be the super ideologues, the super low tax. The, the far anything. Far. The
0: far anything right. is
1: usually not a great place to right. be, whether exactly. it's the
0: far left or the far right. You know,
1: and this is well, this is the thing. But it's and it's you know, so there'll be there'll be some of the uh, the extreme Trumpians and whatever who are like, yeah, yeah, I guess you know, let's do this, let's do this, whatever, whatever. We just know trickle down doesn't work. And this is the thing. I was a trickle down guy twenty five years ago, right? It made logical sense to me that it should be the case that if you let people spend, they'll spend, and that creates money. We know activity creates more activity. Like it's it's a virtuous circle. So it made sense. Hey, let's let's let people have more money so they can spend it. That'll grow the economy. The problem is we know over the past 25 years it doesn't work. And so at some point you've got to say, well, I liked, I liked the elegant simplicity of trickle-down. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work. There's a reality which doesn't match the theory. And at some point you've got to kind of go, okay, well, it was a nice theory, but it doesn't work. Let's move on, right? It demonstrably every, doesn't work. This so Literally much every scientific evidence. theory ever. Yeah. Right, right. And so you've got to go, okay, well, I wish it was true because it'd be nice if it worked. Not yeah. not because I want to look after rich people, just because if, it, if, it, if, if creating economic activity was enough, to offset lower tax percentages with higher tax revenues in total, because the economy tripled in size, mm. it'd, be, it'd be a great, be a really good solution. Everyone gets more money to spend of their own, and the economy's bigger, and there's more jobs, and there's like great it, as an idea. Love it. The if better doesn't rate, work, then
0: you say, well, it doesn't work. The better <laughs> idea is, is, in fact, to trickle up because when, when you give when you give a, you give a, a millionaire you know, no, an, you know an extra you know five thousand pounds or something, yeah. Yeah, they don't spend it because they're already whatever whatever spending desires they have are satisfied. You know, there's like so
1: much more Dom Perignon you can drink. i you're like, well, I can't spend, I can't drink anymore, so I'll leave the money in the bank.
0: Another ivory back scratcher. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got it all. You give you give a bunch of, um, you give it to, to, to people at the other end of the spectrum. Guess what? Mm. They spend mm. it. Right. Yeah. Like that's if you want to stimulate things, give it to people who will actually put it back into the economy. Yeah. Um, so it's it's absolutely bizarre. There was a great meme on. Um, social media during the week and uh, you know pretend journalist said "Oh, can you explain trickle down economics to us and he goes, yeah yeah it's really easy so what we do is we give money to the rich <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes yeah he goes, no that's it <laughs> what do you mean there's no end he goes, no I said it was simple it's really simple we give money to the rich <laughs> really nice, well nice. done really really well done um, but yeah, oh, it's 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 just it's bizarre. it is endless. It is it's it's structural
1: vandalism. Yeah. There is no, particularly because, you know, and we need to separate this out from you know. You can make a logical argument. I don't necessarily agree. You can make a logical argument, that say that the rich are taxed too high and they should be taxed a little bit less, and you can make that argument. You have that conversation, and we can agree or disagree on it. But the size of the cuts and the funding for those cuts in the current circumstances that we find ourselves, it, it's. It, I, I I haven't seen a serious. Proponent actually come out in in defence of this outside the UK government is just bizarre. Mm. Can I share with you a, a tweet that I saw um, that only, only just before we came on air? Um, and This is the tweet: Liz Truss, who's the UK Prime Minister, for those who don't know. By the way, um, uh, Zelensky is the Ukrainian uh, president. President? I think he's president. um so, so This is great. Yeah. Just 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 to just to put that out so people as they hear this, Liz Truss has spoken today to Ukraine's president about the ongoing crisis. Zelensky promised to provide all the assistance he could, <laughs> <laughs> which I just think is brilliant. All right, let's move on, mate. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I am. I'm still flabbergasted. I still don't understand how any reasonable person of whatever stripe, politically or ideologically or anything else, can can make these changes with any good conscience. It's just, it's just mm. it was just bastardry. Um, uh, speaking of, no kidding. Let's go to. Let's go to Australia because it kind of it, it's not it's not even close to the same thing, but it's the same sort of problem or the same sort of issues. We had retail sales out this week, mm. and retail sales in the month of August were up 0.6% to over $35 billion, which is a record. Mm. And if you're Philo, <laughs> you're sitting in the Martin Place, I was gonna say ivory oh, retail, that's not fair. You're sitting in the Martin Place offices of the RBA and you're going, For the love of god people what do i have to do will you please bloody stop spending Mm. and it's and i've been asked a couple of times in media and other places what what you know is the rba even making a dent Mm. and i've got to say right now it really appears that well yes they are absolutely uncertainly um, with, because the counterfactual kind of we don't know, it might have been two percent or two and a half percent without the cuts, right? So you can't say just because X, therefore whatever we did didn't work, because you don't know what would have happened without them. So I would say yes, they are making a dent, but mm-hmm. it's just um, I think it's a it's a reminder of how much work the RBA has to do in the present and the future tense. Mm-hmm. To we can't grow retail sales at point six percent a month and and avoid the sort of inflationary. Uh, Issues that we've got now—you can argue whether it's supply push or demand push. We all know. I think it was supply originally. The oil price, by the way, is back under the price it was pre-Ukraine invasion. Believe it yep. or not.
0: So um, shipping, shipping container rates are way well right. down. Right. Yep.
1: And this was—and this was—I'm I, I, not going to take a victory up because I still don't know that I'm right. But when people say, "Why? Why is the RBA doing this with the supply push inflation?" My answer was always because I want to stop it becoming endemic. Mm-hmm. Once you let those initial pressures become input costs, and those input costs then become other input costs for other things, and then those prices go up the spiral doesn't need to be continued by the same thing that started it, mm. right? You start, you start a fire with some tinder and some leaves, you don't have to have those tinder leaves ongoing. Once it's started, then, okay, the, the logs are burning now. And so you can take away the tinder, but the, I shouldn't say tinder these days, should I? Uh, <laughs> but not, not, not referring to the, the app of um, indiscriminate choice. Uh, the, uh, yes, anyway. So I just think it's interesting that, you know, the RBA now is saying, well, a lot of those global pressures are gone. Now it's kind of mostly local and domestic and we've still got those issues. And I think that's largely true. So that's why they've had to raise rates or why they were prepared to, I think, in my view. Again, I'm saying something that that supports my view. So if you have a different one, feel free to throw it in, mate. Um, I do think sales would have been even higher without those rate increases. But I think just for what it's worth and just by way of, I won't say education because I don't know that I know the answer, Uh, but it seems to me the moving piece here is the savings rate. When we exited the worst of the COVID economic situation, uh, national savings was up to 20% of income. Now, last time i saw the number i think it was back down to 11 having fallen from 13 to 11. i want to say that was the june quarter so we've now finished we're going to finish in a couple of days september quarter or maybe no yesterday it was today today i'm trying to get my days right because we're recording in advance as we always do so today friday the 30th is the end of the quarter i i dare say when the uh, national accounts are released and the savings numbers are updated that we'll find that despite the RBA trying to suck as much money out of the economy as it reasonably can without causing too much drama um, it's it's basically having to fight against people saying well one last hurrah we've got some extra money still in the bank here. let's go and buy that couch anyway let's go and go on that holiday let's do whatever we're doing um, retail sales let's go to a restaurant let's go to a cafe I would imagine it's people spending down their savings mate do you have any additional or,
0: or similar thoughts no I think that's the X factor I think it is I, I think I sometimes I've got to slap myself a little bit too I think we are too deep in the bubble of, yeah. of finance where we're just looking yeah. at this stuff all the time and you go well, how, how are people not aware of the, are people, people are just living their life right they're just they're going to work yeah. so much money is coming in I'm thinking about what I'm going to do on the weekend not well, because you know I'm not, I'm not trying to make some uh, argument that we're all just blind sheep or i mean everyone's just trying to just you know keep their head above water and do their own thing and we're all, we've all got the, the things that we sort of focus on and so all you're looking at here is like for a lot of these things that the RBA has done, well, we we know that they haven't percolated through to a very significant amount of people in terms of um, lending rates. For example, is, um, we, we know that unemployment is very low, and actually, there's starting to be a little bit of, particularly if you're in certain roles. If you're a d- developer, for example, you've never had it better in terms of the wage that you can demand. You know, so so I so I think that that's it. People who start might start to be feeling a little bit of a pinch aren't looking at global macroeconomic forecast and the rest are going, oh, it's a little bit short this month. It's all right. I've actually, my, my credit card's pretty low. I can I can afford to do this and I want that. So it's not of, I, I think I think we've got to get away from, and I know that you're not saying this, but that, that homo economicus kind of viewpoint of, of, of mankind. And, on. and 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 yeah, pe- pe- people are, have, have got that as a capacity and it's, it's a little bit of a release valve or escape valve for people to continue to live the life that they want. Now we we know that certain pressures continue that will be harder and harder to do. Um, you you can you can offset some. Pain in some areas of your life with by taking on more debt, but we know how that ends. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, talk about the UK, right? The the pound is falling. Well, it's, the Aussie yeah. the Aussie dollar's down fifteen. It was seventy five cents in May or March. Crazy was it? Wasn't high. that long ago? Yeah, fifteen percent. So all the stuff we import is now fifteen percent mm-hmm. more expensive as well. So there's another, there's more inflationary pressure. That's a yep. more, as we said last week, that's more pressure for the RBA to raise Correct. interest rates. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the RBA, meanwhile, is looking at these figures going, well, not having an effect. I guess, I guess we've mm. got a mm. license to, to go even harder than we <laughs> yeah. previously right. thought. So, yeah, right. yep. I, I don't know. It's it, look. All I would say for the, the discerning people out there who think about that stuff, which is by definition everyone listening to this podcast, is <laughs> you know, right. don't don't live your life on the edge. You know, it's way yeah. too stressful. You know, there's nothing wrong with with having a little bit of a buffer, spending less than what you earn. You know, not r- yeah. racking up the debt, not not because you need to be a prepper and the world's about to end, but just because it's just always and forever a sensible thing to do. You know what? I, so speaking of home economists,
1: let me, let me, let me go on another quick tangent. Um, every now and again, I talk about how we should save for our own retirements, right? I have, I have a view on super, which is usually not, I think it's pretty mainstream, which is not only super positive, but I also reckon that we have a moral responsibility to actually save for our own retirements rather than pushing it forward to future taxpayers, right? I just, I, I, my kids and grandkids shouldn't have to pay for my retirement just because I happen to be old while they happen to be young right now there is some catch up there because we are paying for other people's retirements because super didn't exist 40 years ago it didn't mm-hmm. exist 30 years ago not 40 years ago um and so yeah there's some there's some catch up there but i think morally if we have the facility to save our own retirements we should and we're, we're not going to do it individually so we do it systemically because mm-hmm. we as you say we're not homo economicus and so we don't do it unless someone makes us but i think it makes a whole lot of sense yeah so i've made this point repeatedly in different forums uh and there's a small group of, of hardcore classical economists who say, well, if you're saving, you're not spending, so that's that's wrecking the economy. And if you spent now rather than saving, the economy will be bigger now. And worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, because tomorrow will come and someone will sort you out. And I just find that the most horrendously um, simplistic and self-interested perspective I think I've ever heard of. Like I, it's I, insane. I, it's insane. I mean, I, I, again, purely theoretically, I get it. And it makes 100% sense, except that... Who's saving for
0: the rainy day? Who's, go, who's making sure we're not, you know? Go I'll on. go further than that. The, the The insanity of that comment, which is so <laughs> often touted, is yeah. that you know it's the economy, the economy, the economy. I think people forget that the economy is just people doing yeah. things, yeah. right? Yep. And and this idea that if that that we we otherwise wouldn't be spending money, you don't need to convince people to spend money. We have yeah. wants. <laughs> We all have wants <laughs> that we want satisfied, true, true. you know. True, true. So it's not yeah. like it's not like you need to go out yeah. there and it, <laughs> when when you just have flagrant like wasteful consumption, that's not good for mm-hmm. anyone, right? Like, yeah, it might have some short term mm-hmm. stimulatory benefits or the rest of it, but but I, I just mm-hmm. I find I find the whole situation maddening, <laughs> as, it, as if you know if, yes. if it wasn't if it wasn't for this, wouldn't, we're all just like stuffing money under the couch and and never spending it. Like you know, <laughs> I want to I want to I spend. No, I'll I, I clarify it. I don't want to spend money, but I do want Mm. things. I want to go on yeah, holiday. Right. I want to buy yeah. new clothes from time to time. Yeah. I want the new phone. I want a new car. Cu- I just I want it because I'm a mm-hmm. human and I want stuff. So this I want this, it all. And I want it now. As Queen so sagely put it. Oh man, it's it's so crazy that that you know that you, <laughs> you think that we need some kind of policy out there to make us want stuff. It's just <laughs> yeah. stupid. And and if and if you yeah. have that, then it just becomes yeah. wasteful consumption, which is just so. That's so, the other thing, right? Yeah. That's the dumb thing about it all. Yeah. Yes. Ah, anyway. Yes, very, very, very
1: frustrating. I just, I just the idea that we shouldn't we shouldn't invest for our future because we should spend it now instead. And I find that
0: bizarre. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener.
1: Mate, um, let's go to a couple of corporate stories this week. Let's start with Optus. It's not a public listed company in Australia, as far as I'm aware. No. Um, but Massive, massive cyber breach issues. Um a quick, quick a quick uh, political slash observational point. Um it's funny how politicians wanna jump on stuff when it affects lots of people rather than when it affects a few people. There have been a million of these sort of data breaches before and police like, Oh, that's bad, but we'll get on with it. Because, you know, a very very large minority, of us like Optus customers, like, well, it should be fixed, and they should pay, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. The the need for politicians to be seen to be doing something once it, it once it hits a large number of people. If if the same thing had happened with the forty eighth largest telco in the country, they probably would have said something once, and it'd be, sorry, it'd be over, right? Yeah. And I don't even blame them. I don't blame the media because that's you know numbers and numbers and numbers. I just I just find that fascinating. That the outrage is absolutely proportional to the number of people who care and may possibly vote against you if you don't seem to be doing something, mm-hmm. uh, which is politics 101 everyone's going well of course Scott yeah well exactly that but it's just it's it's noteworthy I think just just to highlight um the 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 degree of the degree of action and even the the stupid rhetoric from you know PMs and I shouldn't say MPs I mean, it's not PMs I don't know he probably has um but I just, I just find the whole thing laughable. It's just, you know, I'm out there saying something important and then the opposition say, they didn't say anything important enough quickly enough. It's like, mm. oh, for God's sake, guys, the, 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 the theatre is, is bizarre. Anyway, which yeah. is not to say, by the way, those, the actions that are being taken aren't right. I'm just making the point that that wouldn't be happening at all if it was the 48th largest telco in the country rather than Optus. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people will say, well, they should be saying that, they should be doing that. It's like, well, okay, let's assume that's true. It probably mm-hmm. isn't for the most part. Um, but where was the, where was the outrage? The last 48 times it happened. Um, Speaking is, of which, though, mate. Go on. Well, I was just
0: going to make the, on the, a couple of things. One, I yeah, think please. we've got to stop calling it a hack because it wasn't a hack. They, if you leave, if you leave the, the back door open, you know, <laughs> no one's picking the lock here. So there's, there's that. Right. Um, despite some protestations from from Optus, the 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 <laughs> the, the other point is, I I think it, it's interesting that mm. we have companies that have so much of our private data. Uh, mm. uh, Stored, So I, I was an Optus mm-hmm. customer yonks ago. So they've got my data. I was like, why do you have my, like, I haven't been with you for years. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. in this scenario as well. So I'm, I'm surprised there aren't rules around uh, around that. Um, mm-hmm. But the bigger point I think is is it's a good reminder of the world that we live in and the, for, let's bring this back to, to the business side of things, Hmm. there is a very, very strong tailwind in my view in terms of Hmm. cybercrime and security and all of this kind of stuff. The world increasingly moves online and we obviously very strongly have moved in that way and there's a lot further to run. Hmm. I would imagine right now every CEO in every (laughs) major company, big and small, (laughs) are now going, Hey, what have we got in place? You know, it, it's mm, it's mm. and it's a good thing. That's that's the silver lining with this Optus breach is that a lot more people will be taking a lot uh, a bigger look at this. We we spoke to a CEO, actually from a small company called Eight Common, who do. Uh, Payment solutions, travel management software for governments and the rest of it. And I was asking him, "What's the what's the biggest risk for the business?" Because actually, that's what keeps me awake at night: is, is potential data breaches and the rest of it. And, and I think obviously to, right these
1: things are almost they're almost yeah. existential. Yep. Not quite, but they're not miles away from it.
0: Well, well, once once the, some laws get enacted on the back of this, in 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 Europe, there's a very big fines for this kind of stuff. We don't have it here at the moment. I dare say that'll change in in the wake of this. And and that's the silver lining is that that it will prompt a lot of people to a lot of businesses to to take this stuff a lot more seriously as they should and i think we all sort of we we need to have a mature conversation about what kind of data our, what kind of relationship we need to have with with the companies that we do business with i mean does is it important for optus to verify my identity to some extent yes do they need my passport my medicare number like why you, you're, yeah. you're providing, you're providing me access to the to the internet. I, I don't I don't see why that is important. I certainly don't well, see why it's important though. Right? Uh, I'm not I think lot, it's... not a customer any, customer anymore.
1: No, the, the retention is the problem, right? I think I think there are there are there are legal obligations around providing telco services in Australia that aren't don't just overseas. For example, so to get a SIM card, you have to provide that ID. Government requires that so Optus knows who's using each one of those pieces of of technology. So that, that's it's not an Optus problem, but the retention of that was absolutely not required under law. And yes. so that, that laziness or I would I would like, all, okay.
0: I would also say it's another classic example of regulation just being you know stuck ten years behind where reality is. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's 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 I just want
1: to make the point it wasn't Optus's fault that they require that in the first instance. That the you know they're not responsible for
0: needing it, they're responsible for keeping it. Yeah. There's there's something called the Tor browser. There's something called VPNs. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And if anyone's scratching their head right now, ask your teenager, right? Welcome like, to the Dark Week with Andrew Page. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not even, there's actually a whole bunch of legitimate use cases. For, I mean, privacy, everyone's entitled to some degree. of pri- Privacy and secrecy are, are, are two different things. And just because I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, broadcast certain facts about myself to the world doesn't mean I'm doing anything illicit. I just, you know, I, I value my mm-hmm. privacy and and my my point is is that very very easily uh, even people who are completely not not technically savvy can do all yeah. kinds of things to mask their identity <laughs> online yeah. Yeah. all kinds of things so it sort of yeah. starts in a good place i think some of this regulation but just it it it's it's ignorant to the reality of the issue that you're trying to solve for mm-hmm. uh, i can do whatever i like online and no one can find me because mm. there's there's all kinds of uh, cryptographic processes very easily uh, obtained that will mask me. So so to say that, well, we need this so we can see what everyone's doing online, one one, you could probably have a philosophical, even ideological sort of problem with that. But mm. even if you did, it doesn't change the fact that I just very easily can get around that. So, <laughs> so it's them anyway, fun. yeah, exactly. It's just fun. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I, I, so I I'm not I'm not arguing that I just want to make I actually I want to be fair to opt to whatever degree they deserve fairness to say one one of those things is not their response. They don't have they have no choice than to ask for that information if they're providing telco services in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but as the Attorney General said, uh, even on Thursday morning, um, there was no requirement for them to, to keep that data. Had they simply said, verified, checked, and then deleted, mm-hmm. we, d- we wouldn't have a problem right now. And that, that's probably a, something worth, I'm sure in hindsight, obviously easy, straightforward, whatever. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason they thought they needed to, or simply didn't have the process in place to get rid of maybe the other, the other problem. Yeah. Um, that's really caught up with them. Yeah, I
0: just, I just the the, the data is valuable. Ask Google, mm, mm, mm. you know, ask yes, ask yeah. any, ask Facebook. Yeah. It, d- d- we don't, we, we. I don't think it's really dawned on the majority of people just how significantly valuable it is. And this is the, all of the most valuable yeah. companies in the world understand yeah, it, and yeah, the rest point. of yep. us don't. So, yep, uh, yep. there are there are we we can't we can't help but communicate uh, data mm-hmm. when we're online, mm-hmm. and we we can't help. And, and there are a lot of potential very sensible reasons as to why we might need to sort of verify and validate things but how that is, yep. t- is treated is just it, w- we, we really need to think about it not just from a policy setting mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. companies and corporates within the, the business community need to really si- significantly think about it because even if you take, take away the whole regulatory government side of things how do you think how do you what do you think signups are going to be like on the Optus network over the next year? Yeah, exactly. What do you think renewal well, and, that, and retention yeah, is going yeah, to yeah, be yeah, like? Yeah. I mean this is this is a, this is a straightforward business calculation. Yeah, yeah. And Correct. the CEO should be sacked, frankly. Uh, it might be unfair as well, you know, she wasn't the person <gasps> I, who was responsible, yeah, them, but that yeah. but that that you know, it comes with the territory. It's not fair, but you are that you 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 don't get to sort of have all the prestige, power and pay. And none of the responsibility and say, oh, well, that happened three layers down. It's like, well, <laughs> that's that's why you're paid I, the big bucks.
1: I, I'm going I'm to completely disagree with you for the sake of the... the not actually for the sake of the, I mean, just to, just to have that conversation. I think we are... And this is politics too, right? We are way too quick to call for a scalp and therefore feel like something has been achieved. Mm. And whether the CEO stays or goes, the, the problem happened. I think it's almost 99.999% certain she wasn't involved or knew or was able of to... Course of course she wasn't. No, no. Couldn't and I anyone it's there. probably the also yeah, true that... Also true that the policies that were in place should have been sufficient because it probably was a mistake rather than a lack of interest policy, or supervision, yeah. over, oversight, whatever else is mm-hmm. impacting those things. Yep. Um, you can sack a shore and say, hey, good, we've got a scalp. Now we all feel better now. We all feel solved. We have, we have a head, you know, the, the gladiators have been in the arena. We all go home with a bit of bloodlust sated. We're, we're pretty happy with it. I, I just think, I think, I, think that's, I think that's part of what is ailing our society more broadly is we don't tolerate mistakes and we don't you know we, we demand so desperately someone must pay um it's it's like it's it's pretty you know it's pretty, pretty kind of you know caveman of us right um i, you I know, hear what you're saying blood and eye for an eye sort of stuff was like well it's not a, that
0: we can necessarily go for on. me it's not that it's not the retribution angle it's the it's the it's mm-hmm. the incentive structure angle so what it does yep. is it sends it it says to every other person out there who who, 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 who mm-hmm. is making the decisions for businesses you will be seen rightly or wrongly culpable for this stuff so it is it yeah. is very on you to make sure where whatever you can in your power to make sure that someone somewhere is looking at that so they made it they made it not too well i'm going to forget the dates maybe it was a while ago now but you notice that whenever you look at a company report there are pages and pages and pages on on safety and whenever you look at yeah. it, particularly look at a presentation deck um for a mining company they talk about health and safety and injuries on site and days without accident like it, it seems not that it's not important but it's like wow that's always at the front of yeah. the slide deck why is that <laughs> yeah. the, the reason it's yeah. like that is because the board is responsible legally yeah and yeah, and, totally. and and they made it that now now what gets measured gets done mm. is is the yep. thing here and 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 so I, I it's not about saying someone some we need we need someone's head on a pike here what we need yeah. to do is is just to send a very clear signal that actually, if you're running a large organisation, you want to you want to be looking at this kind of stuff. And if you don't, it's, it's I get my sort point of, is, I think they I think they did.
1: I think if we if we look at that and say actually they had this conversation at the board and the CEO said, screw it, we don't have to worry about it. We're probably okay. Then I completely agree with you. If it's like we have had these fifteen consultants and we've done these fourteen programs, this white hat white hat being kind of you know um good guys who go and try and hack and try and find vulnerabilities Mm. if they've done if they if they you know it's it's kind of you made the point before about being right for the wrong reasons or wrong for the right reasons right if you are if you are wrong for the right reasons in this case because they've done everything they possibly could or you know reasonably could um given the size and scale and whatever the fact that then something went wrong it's like well i don't know mate i think you know if if you're going to reward people for luck and fire them for luck i don't know there's something about that where i think it's I think it's unnecessary and I think it's, I think it's speaking of sending signals if mm. the signal is you can't make a mistake or you, you know the, your best isn't good enough it must be perfect and lucky to keep your job I don't know I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty strongly against that just on that base I think, I think fairness should apply yeah. if, if, if there was if there was a lack of effort you know policy uh, time whatever if, if it's literally hey we found these we found these deficiencies in what happened in the decisions then cool I'm 100% with you if it's you know what the best of the best we took all we had 15 consultants we took all their advice we did everything they said Mm -hmm. we thought we were good like, what more do you want from me? You know, at some point it's like you know, that that just gets a bit. so It's like politicians, right? The politician that that, you know, occasionally you know gets done for 0.051 and sort of you know has to leave their post, or the politician that you know forgets something or makes a mistake. It's like, well, they're all human. Like expecting perfection is just dumb. It just it it makes it it makes for a counterproductive policy. I think I in my case, in this case, mm. counter counterproductive CEO too. But, but that's look, beat, look, you know, I am beat. I am a little
0: bit shooting from the hip, and there's there's definitely some 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 nuance required. It's just. Imagine if uh I don't know, if, if if there was money laundering found at a casino, <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> 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 you know, if, if that was ever yeah, to yeah, happen. Yeah. And yeah. the CEO uh, or the board or something, there was some kind of criminal culpability of that whether mm, there was mm, like mm. A, a direct personal fine or got yes. a bit even yes. jail yes. time. Does that guarantee <laughs> that nothing happens? No. Yeah. But no. does the likelihood of that drop precipitously? Like you know what? Yeah. You, first, all you're exactly. going to do, yeah. like guys, let's have a meeting, right? What yeah. what are we doing here? I want cameras here. I want this here. I want someone looking at this. I need this. Yeah. You, you yeah. are going to do whatever because when 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 the the cost is well, I probably no one will notice, and if it does, I lose my job. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's very little downside, you know. So it's just it's just about trying to get the 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 risk and reward balance right because. I think a lot of the time there's all reward, even for when, you, to your point, on pure luck. The, and businesses benefit from luck all the time. All yeah. of the upside yeah. for that, but there's no downside. And then, and I think that's probably what needs to be discussed. And yeah, I, as I, I'll admit, that there there needs to be some nuance and some more deeper thought yeah, on yeah. it. But it just it it. it, it at this point, it just seems to sort of like just you know, give me an incentive because I'll just do the job for five years, make out like an to, absolute yeah, exa- oh, that. and yeah. oh, you know, I cop, I cop a little bit of a bad press, and then the yeah. next week I'm on another board somewhere, and you know, it's like
1: it's, it's like it's the bank just, CEOs who managed to have left their post for the royal commission, <laughs> yes, but you know, it's like they, they, they profited from what I think it's fair to say were found to be by a courts. So I don't think I have to say allegedly too many times, yeah. um, you know, just crap. I was like crappy, right? I don't know if it was that legal, but just crappy, crappy, crappy. Processes, incentives, structures, whatever's yeah. yeah. they—they—they're off. Even the ones who were there, who left their posts, left by resigning rather than getting fired, and still made a lot of money, and mm-hmm. you know, it's all that sort of
0: stuff. Yeah, anyway, it's all it incentives. incentives, incentives, incentives. Yep. incentives. I, 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 for one, just the, to really go uh, uh, off on another tangent, is the <laughs> is is like CEO pay. People get very upset about the magnitude of it. <laughs> I'm not so upset about the magnitude of it, but how it's tied. If, if, if you could tie mm-hmm. it to some kind of long-term shareholder performance, in other words, if you make all of your shareholders very wealthy, then you're going to make a lot of money, then fine. Otherwise, uh, uh, you know, just getting paid no matter what, good or bad, that's, that's where it sort of sticks in my craw. So it's, it's just about aligning, aligning people with, with the right outcomes that we desire.
1: Let's uh, let's move on to something, mate. I'm not sure if it's better or worse or less or more controversial or just a thing. And so here's the thing. I know there are some listeners who say, guys, lay off the climate stuff for for ideological or, or you know, investing preferences. And I, I get that and I respect that. Um, I I think we keep coming back to it for two reasons. One is because it's newsworthy and, and we're asked about it a lot and there's a lot going on. I really do think, mate, that even aside from us this before but just just kind of put it you know underline it despite any ideological philosophical scientific views it's an economic and investing force that we ignore at our peril Mm -hmm. and that is and that is the, the 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 climate change issue and the responses to climate change are changing the investing landscape and i think it's and by the way, and we've said before, maybe there's opportunities, by the way, some assets probably are undervalued because the market's overreacting to it, a la Philip Morris. So I don't, I don't even necessarily, I, I, I haven't, I'm not naive or arrogant enough to believe that just because I have a view on climate that therefore everything will go that way when it comes to either the policy or the investing potential. Well, I'll just quickly, quickly
0: add that we, oh, yeah. earlier in the year, we made yeah. the, the, the case for coal.
1: Yeah, exactly, that, and that's what that's what I was saying about the you know mm. there are there are sometimes opportunities like like Philip Morris where it's like mm-hmm. you know terrible product but great investment that's also really true right yeah. and and despite even even you could have and this is we talked at the beginning of the uh, the show mate about the idea of Kiyosaki getting the the theme right maybe the investing angle wrong mm. that's that, I mean that was the Philip Morris story right was yeah. these things are terrible they will kill you governments will clamp down on them therefore dot 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 mm. and the therefore was actually Therefore, they are spectacularly great investments and you should buy shares <laughs> in them, or at least could if you don't have an ethical concern. Mm. Um, so those things are real. I, so two things this week. Um, HESTA, the Health Employees Superannuation Mob, uh, they have written to all ASX 300 CEOs and said, we expect you to commit to a pathway to no more than one and a half degrees of warming and to play your part, both in terms of the actions you take to get there, but also the reality. And this is, the, this is kind of my view, which is, they have a view which is governments will make them do it or their competitors will get there first so not only do i want you to do it because i think it's the right thing but if you don't if you have your head stuck in the sand i think it's an investment risk now notwithstanding the case for coal and others i think that's worthwhile Mm -hmm. and then only again we're recording this on thursday morning only this morning uh, yesterday morning when you're listening to this agl have said they're going to close the loyang a power station in 2035 10 years earlier than was previously forecast Uh, and again you know this is one of those situations now Mike Cannonbrooks brooks noted Greeney, uh, and I don't say that as a pejorative, noted Greeny who has said, I wanna change AGL, I wanna move it into renewables, I wanna move it out of coal. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But equally, he has a fiduciary responsibility, as do the directors, to do what's in the shareholders' best interests and the company's best long-term interests. And their conviction, rightly or wrongly, and again, it could be completely wrongly, but their conviction is getting out of coal makes more sense than continuing to invest in additional generation, maintenance, care, upgrades, all that kind of stuff. Mm um and so i i you know again i i, I I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna apologize for talking about it but i but i want to explain why we're talking about it because i think these are you know we talk about kiyosaki and the economy and that kind of stuff i gotta say here's the thing a recession will come and go and you can look out five years to a company's earnings and say will jb Hi-Fi be any more money in five years from now and the answer is probably not that much different whether or not there's a recession in the meantime you know, it just, it, 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 maybe, maybe a recession might moderately change its recovery path or something, but five years, let's say it's a recession in 2023. In 2027, we'll be well and truly on the other side of that. And JB Hi-Fi's earnings power will probably more reflect its fundamental business than any economic circumstances. But when you've got climate change policy, and let's talk about the policy and the consumer choice, in five years' time, this is, not a, this is not a mean reverting story. This is not a temporary problem if you do nothing else, right? We know the world is going to change. We know consumers and politicians are going to make changes. Um, so that's, I think that's, you know, it's it's a very real reality. And I'm sure Ken and Brooks are saying, well, in 2035, I have no confidence that the investments made in 2033 will get us to 2045 without either consumer or regulatory changes, or frankly, um, renewables, maybe even nuclear being cheaper, To provide than the coal plant we're going to try and desperately keep in operation. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. not to say, let's spend $15 billion, picked that number out of thin air, of shareholders' money on maintaining, opening, continuing, upgrading a plant that I think is going to be uneconomic. It's like the the whip and buggy maker, right? Mm In 1910 saying, you know what, let's go and spend whatever the equivalent is, it would have been, you know, shekels and pounds um, to upgrade the plant so that we can give another 10 years of whip and buggy making. Someone's looking around and gone actually, you know what, that's probably not the smartest investment. And I think that's where AGL finds itself, quite honestly, even aside from Canbrooks's uh, green credentials or otherwise, I think it probably gives him that extra level of conviction that change is coming. He might even still be wrong, but that's the world that companies are increasingly
0: making decisions in. Yep. Um, I know I say this one a lot too, but, but distinguish between cyclical versus structural.
1: Yeah, you that's made, right. You've made that, the point what, with the buggy. And that's what I was just trying to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying more clearly what I could have said in. Yeah. <laughs> the economy going up and down—that's cyclical. Yeah. Right, that'll happen. That doesn't. Yes. That doesn't nullify. To use yep. your example, JB Hi-Fi's business—that you know, they yep. might be end up being a terrible business, but it won't won't mm-hmm. be because of the ups and downs of the the, the economy. It's because they don't stay cool. relevant. Yep. Um. The person. The, the person. Uh, you know. You don't want to be Kodak. You don't want to be Blockbuster. Yeah, you don't want right. to be. You know. Insert fax machine yeah. manufacturer. Yes. A. You know. It, that that's that is different. And, Xerox. Xerox. Yeah. There you go. Um. <laughs> and, and this is this is the case with with, with um these these coal fired power plants. And it, yep. it, as I've long said, it gets we're just past that. There was a a big part of the debate was around, well, it's it's going to cost more, but it's the right thing to do. Well, that's just not a debate anymore. Now it's just a pure yep, yep. pure economic... talk about homo economicus, right? Yes, The pu- yes. pure yeah, right. hyper-rational person who doesn't give a <laughs> yeah, stuff about yeah. the environment will probably yep. want to go this way because it's just cheaper. It's just right. cheaper. Yeah, yes, exactly. It's cheaper, exactly. right?
1: Now, and even if it's not cheaper in the end... The, the risk that it might be doesn't justify spending billions of dollars of shareholder capital on yeah. the off chance that maybe it won't be yep. and it, i even i take your point i think the, the race probably is run and won i do get some people on twitter who tell me it's not and i don't happen to believe i know enough about um investing to know the answer i'm oh, sorry about uh, energy to know the answer to that question but even if even if it's still debatable mm. that's almost the same point right you don't invest billions of dollars in a debatable outcome that may or may not be right like you want a board to say we have really high conviction that money invested today in this thing will be worth a lot more than the money we're spending. Otherwise, we'll get back to shareholders. And so you're looking around going, well, that's, well I don't know. So why
0: would what I do they, it? What they should be doing yeah, it's the core part oh, of any, any job. board's job. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. That's what you're there Fundamentally for. Fundamentally, the job. Make capital yep, management yep. decisions. Um, now, yeah, look, yeah. I, I think I think you, you it, it is hard to to not insert your own yeah. uh, ideology and stuff into it. Uh, uh, here's a, here's an interesting example. Uh, look at what's happening to Europe, right? So Europe went mm-hmm. really hard towards the renewables, and we're cheered yep. for doing it and you know good on them but but they erred massively they they went too fast they they started shutting everything down before it was ready so that was so mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. i am as someone who personally feels as though it's <laughs> it's a it's a sensible thing to yeah. do but saying you yeah. overreached there you went you went too far yeah, too soon and you didn't you it, it it is a transition that plays out over a long period of time mm-hmm. to to turn off all your nukes and all your coal fire power stations before it was appropriate or before you were ready. It was just mad. economic yeah. madness, economic right. madness. Despite, yeah, despite and social despite, madness too, yeah, it, yeah. It, it is, it is, it is yeah. just ludicrous, and they were insane there. So this mm-hmm. is me: is that I'll, I'll put my hand up. I'm a bit of a greenie, but but saying that that's mad. Leave mm-hmm. the coal fire mm-hmm. power stations on. Now look at the consequences that you're reaping. Okay. So you you yep. you, you, you do you do always need balance, and you do need to sort of weigh things up. But this is where AGL is right, mm-hmm. and Mike Cannon Brooks is right. We're not talking about if they if AGL had come out and said actually we're closing it tomorrow, it'd be like whoa. Mm. I'm all for Lo Yang A being <laughs> shut down, but <laughs> That's right. exactly. what, there's 600 yeah. people who work there. We've got to we've got to help those guys out. You mm-hmm. know, uh, where, where's the rest of electricity coming? Like, I you know, we, we yeah. it's got to be it's got to be staged. It's got to be gradual. It's got to be done sensibly. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, this this is on both sides of the debate. Things get really silly really quickly, and and as <laughs> often, almost always, the truth is somewhere in between. So, but for, for them, for, we're talking about 2035, right? It's a long time mm-hmm. to to retool, retrain, uh, to mm-hmm. to make sure that the the, the, the shortfall is is filled. Um, it makes sense, and I, I think it's. I just think it's a purely sensible decision that's actually got nothing to do with whatever the board's stance may or may not be on climate change.
1: Yep, I think that's. I think that's absolutely right, mate. I think that's and that is the key. That is the key decision, the key output, the key challenge for what they have to deal with. It's exactly that is what what is right for shareholders. Um, I, I, let me offend the other half of our audience, by the way, um, having offended the, the half that um, don't, don't want climate change action. Uh, the, the other thing I would say is I actually am not in favour of banning the sale of Australian coal overseas at the moment, for example, right? Because uh, economic uh, self-harm for no actual outcome makes no sense to me. If if, if I pick a country, um, I shouldn't do, but I will. Vietnam is buying coal from somewhere in the world mm-hmm. and if we can sell it or the... Who else sells coal? Uh, no, the palms. Gold's everywhere. Poms. Everywhere. There you go. Yeah. So that's us they're going to buy it from us, all the palms, Voluntarily saying, we don't want the order, thank you very much. Buy it from England. Mm. It's just, to my mind, economic stupidity. Well, we've actually got- I'm all I sh- for- I should be
0: careful here. We've actually got cleaner <clears throat> coal. If that's a, not yeah, an oxymoron, like so it's got less, yeah, yeah. less impurities. You know? so it's, it's bad. let yeah. It's not, it's not mince our words. There's lots yeah. of carbon but, but even, if it, even if it was worse, mate, if <laughs> but, people yeah. want
1: to buy it, like I just, I see no point in abandoning a market to somebody else who's going to happily fill it mm. with no environmental benefit. Mm. You know, by, by all means, be part of the vanguard of people saying, hey, we think we should stop this. Let's go and give them aid to stop this. Let's go and take whatever action you want to take on climate to help those countries move to renewables. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Do ourselves out of a market. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to voluntarily abandon a market we could absolutely sell to and make money from and let someone else do it instead of us with no impact for the climate. I reckon that's just, that's 100% madness in my view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? They, they, they need action if it, if you feel it needs to be taken needs to be taken at a different level it's a bit of a bit of a parallel cuz uh, Transurban's gotten a bunch of grief recently with the monopolistic pro- profiteering that they're doing over oh, yeah. well, there you know and people are outraged and i i actually i don't own shares in Transurban but i kind of think if you're going to be angry at anyone, be angry at the government. Let oh them, God, yeah. They signed the contracts, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. They they yep. they let them do it willingly. Will- yeah, they didn't let them do it. They wanted them to do it. This yep. is the- John. You go. <laughs> well, it. well it's,
0: it. it's 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 kind of like we've just got to be careful to direct our anger at the, yeah. at the appropriate place, you know. So, I, I mean, if 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 you go into the negotiating room. With the state government, <laughs> and they're they're saying, "Oh, you can do all of this, and you can do that." Like, okay, and like you know, and mm-hmm. someone pipes up and goes, "Oh, I don't know, guys, they like, shut the hell up, <laughs> Terry, <laughs> shut up." <laughs> uh, <laughs> let so let a- them give us all this free money. You know that they are yep. their job and the board's yep. job is to maximise shareholder returns. Yeah. Now, if if, if if they have gotten the far better yep. end of that deal, it's because we have idiots negotiating on our behalf <laughs> in the state parliament, who who aren't thinking. Uh, the urban are making decisions based on ten, twenty years. Kind, you know, they're they're thinking they're thinking ahead. The other people are thinking to the next election cycle, and hey, I can make an announcement. I can create a few jobs in the short. They don't. They don't give a stuff, and that's that's yep. outrageous. And that's where our anger should be directed at. It's this, it's the same to your point with with Cole here. Does, does action need to mm-hmm. be taken? Yeah, we we hopefully we should get see some world leaders get together and make some sensible yeah, policies and that. Yep. But at the end of the day, you know, someone who's got an opportunity to 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 make money in a market, as long as they're not doing mm-hmm. it illegally, it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's not. It's 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 just. It's they're not then they are not a institution that has any other mandate except maximise shareholder profit. So so we, yep. we, it's unfair to expect them. It's just not it's not the right institution to to, not, to make yeah, that exactly. decision. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that a decision again. I, let me clarify. Not that a decision mm, shouldn't mm. be made before everyone gets yep. angry at me. It's just that <laughs> yeah. that, that is exactly. that is very clearly in, in the in the in the crosshairs yep. of government to make that decision, and then they will have to adapt.
1: Yeah, I, someone, someone, sorry, I tweeted about the AGL closure this morning and someone said, oh, terrible idea because what about power, you know, uh, certainty and all that kind of stuff and grids and blah. I was like, yeah, good point. But that's not AGL's issue. Yeah, They're just saying there's, there's no money made from this. If government want to put different policy in place, they should. Yeah. But they're, they're different entities, which is your trend. You know the beauty of Transurban? This is, they are so bloody clever and it's not even that hard, but they've refined the art, right? They yeah, say, yeah. hey, look, we're taking this 20 viewers you talked about and they say, look, governments, they don't ever say this out loud, by the way, because that would be bad. They just apply it or they allow, they allow governments to make their own conclusions. They say, look, here's the thing. You've got some budget pressures and you don't want to have budget deficits and it's probably pretty awful and you want to create some jobs, you want some big infrastructure projects because you want to put a hard hat on and a high-vis vest and come and cut a ribbon somewhere. So what we're going to do, we're going to give you an offer which says in 20 years' time, the, 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 the driver's going to have to pay an extra five years' worth of tolls. So in 2045, it's going to extend our, our time to 20, 2050. And for that, we will build you $185 million off-ramp from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And you come and cut the ribbon. Mm-hmm. And look, at that point, you're five years longer of tolls. It's 25, you'll be long retired. Mm-hmm. So I tell you what, how about we do this? How about you cut your ribbon? No budget cost at all. You get to announce the project. We're going to build it. We're going to collect the money in five years' time or 10 years' time, 20 years' time, which is great. And we're going to love that because we, we have these long-term perspectives. And uh, everyone's happier. Who's going to possibly realise that between us, we've taken the taxpayer and the motorist for a ride so you can mm-hmm. announce what you can announce and I can make some money. That's going to be great. Now, they never say any yeah. of this stuff. They Not just so. let the politicians find their own conclusions and yeah. that's how it gets done. And, and that's yeah. the that same with tolls, right? It's like governments say, well, I want I want this road built and transverse say, well, I can do it for this price uh, and you can tip in or I can do mm-hmm. it for this price and you can put the tolls up. It's going to be a bit more than inflation in 2022. And the bloke only in 2016 percent, goes- Only a percent or right, two. Right. Yeah. No one's going to notice CPI plus 2%. Knowing.
0: Oh, 2% doesn't <laughs> sound like much. Yeah. All right.
1: The premier of unnamed Australian state in 2003 goes, What if I guess 2022? Yeah. Sure. I, if, I, if I don't put any money in, of course I'll let you do the deal, Terence Evans. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the deal gets done. It is yep. It is beautiful. It is beautiful manipulation by a company that's and it's perfectly legal. I'm not for a second. Saying is doing anything wrong. They're not. They're offering the government a deal. And the government's taking the deal. It's above board. It's, everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. The terms are incredibly clear. Mm-hmm. There is nothing untoward about the offer. It's yep. up to the government, as you rightly pointed out, mate, beautifully to say, uh, no, mm-hmm. that sucks. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The money's going to be paid either way is the mm-hmm. other thing, right? Yep. So it's not even like transverse to put this into their costings. Yep. It's, it's very clear for everybody to see either it costs the government more up front or they charge us more later. There is no third door. So just, it's just, it's just a, you know, it's sleight of hand. And the government's going to say, look, no debt. So, well, no, you've just shifted the debt onto the, uh, the, the poor old motorists who have got to pay for 20 years to, to, uh, to use the infrastructure you didn't want to take on debt, debt for because you didn't want to uh, take
0: it to an election. I mean, anyway. Here's the thing, too, is that the government has a, a huge, huge leverage in that negotiation because they can mm-hmm. say, uh, actually, no. We're only going to let you do it this much. Well, we yeah. won't do it then. All right, I'll call that bluff. I'll call that bluff right <gasps> now. Yep. I guarantee yep. you. At the end of the day, as long as there is a positive return on invested capital, it's yes. above sure. the cost. Of, you know, blah 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 blah. All the investment yep. Yep. banker stuff. It's 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 obviously it's not reasonable to expect a private company to do it in an uneconomic way but there's a hell of a there's a there's there's, yeah. there's, there's there's daylight between what's what's margin yes. what i will do it here's the minimum which i will do it because it makes economic sense versus what yes. i will or, or what i will ask for and what i will probably get uh there's a yeah. lot of wiggle room within all of that and and that's yeah. that's where that's where it's just been abysmal the the um the the people who were in place who made those decisions
1: and by the way if that doesn't get done by a pro contractor then the government can actually build the infrastructure and use the taxpayer funds and some really 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 low cost of capital because it doesn't cost Mm -hmm. the government government to borrow at all they should have been building infrastructure Mm -hmm. up the wazoo over the last five years dude even even the libertarians will concede that
0: that's what you need government for roads and that kind of stuff right so it's (sighs) sort of yeah but it was just it was almost
1: free money there was literally interest rates was almost close enough to zero it's like that's exactly the time rather than paying transurbans cost a capital of you know whatever i don't know what margin they think they're getting on the on the thing i'm sure it's great yeah i don't know it's pretty easy anyway it is what it is uh mate i reckon we're probably done we've we've covered the world's problems we've solved half of them the other half we'll deal (laughs) with next week uh will you come back on uh sunday and answer some of our (laughs) our listeners questions
0: instead yeah yeah i always enjoy the mailbag for sure look forward to it i'll see you then pull on cheers